Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will lay to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to this week's Million Pound Biller podcast. I hope you're having a good week. This week has seen the start of the process to open back up here in the UK. Schools have finally gone back, and we'll see how this affects the job market and the wider economy over the coming weeks. I'm sure as the world starts to get back to a version of normal, that the market will start to move, and recruitment is always one of the first business areas that picks up when the economy starts to improve. I suspect that there are a number of people who will be looking at the options of moves and perhaps have been holding on due to the nature of the market in the last 12 months. And we all know that there are a great deal of applicants on the market, but the old adage does ring true, good people are always working. So whilst there are companies starting to hire and there are are applicants out there, there don't seem to be many candidates that truly fulfil the client's needs at the moment. So it's even more crucial than ever that we work as consultants for our clients and make them fully aware of the nature of the market. We are consultants and we need to be sure in these tough markets that we consult more and more with our clients. But on to today's topics. Topic one is coaching. This week, I've been doing a lot of internal review. I regularly take a day or half a day to look at where I am in life and work and everything else. And I try to review where I want to get to and what work I need to do to get there. I take stock on the plans I've set myself and review where I've got to. I work out what areas I need to work on and what areas are going well. I also try to celebrate my successes. So when I've said I've do something and I've achieved it, I take time to celebrate that. When I do these sessions, I actively work with a business coach who helps me when I review things and challenges me on my plans and actions, as well as offering me some ideas and techniques to improve. Especially when I'm working on these reviews, I find that such a coach or mentor is able to step outside the day-to-day and allow me more clarity of the things I've done. They're also able to challenge my reasons for not doing something. It's far harder to blag an action when you're talking out with someone else than if you're trying to convince yourself of it. I really recommend this model, whether it's a formal coach or a business mentor, finding somebody that will be a source of support for you outside of your day-to-day activity. I would suggest that this person isn't part of the leadership of your company, and it definitely isn't your direct line manager, as then the lines can always become very blurred. If there is an option, try to look at somebody outside of your company. I've always tended to focus on somebody who's either a professional coach or somebody from my industry, but outside of my direct sphere of influence, so that they understand the role I'm doing, but have a different take on the things I'm doing day to day. There is a difference between a mentor and a coach. 
For me, a mentor is someone who guides you and helps you think out actions, but they won't necessarily offer new methods to do things. They'll simply use their experience and your knowledge and help you try and work on your decisions. A coach, on the other hand, is someone who can guide you, but also is there to help you bring new ideas and training and help you develop. Whichever route you decide, and if you want to hit me up on social media, I can recommend some good options for both sides. You'll need to find someone who you can be truly confident with and work well with. It will benefit you to try and work with them for a session before you commit to a long-term arrangement, especially if you're paying them, which is often the case with professional coaches. However, the benefits to you on your development are huge. If you find the right person, they can be a real bonus to you, as they have been to me over the years. They will help you grow. They will offer sage advice. And most importantly, they will allow you a method to become the best version of yourself. Topic two, ambition. As I say, I've been doing some work over the last week on me and my personal position. I also spend a lot of time in lockdown listening to other podcasts and reading books. Those two things came together this week as I worked on some of my weaknesses, how I react to other people when I don't feel they're on the same page as me. And also I picked up a note from a rather really good podcast that I listened to, Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO. The question I had for myself after my session and that Stephen discussed in his podcast was that of ambition, the strength and weaknesses of it. In essence, it's the good and bad side of having ambition. Stephen describes the idea that ambition can be a weakness, not because you shouldn't have it, but because it very often stops you from ever being happy, something I can really relate to. Part of the issue with ambition is that you're never truly satisfied. There is always something else or another challenge. For those people who don't recognise it in themselves, the easiest analogy I can give is a sports person who, after winning a huge event, and asks the question after that, starts talking about the next event. The sheer fact of winning is just a step on the journey. There's always another goal, always something more to aim for. And that sums up my situation. For me, the effort of the work to get to a goal is a challenge. The sweat, tears and energy that goes into getting there. But as soon as I get there, I'm looking for the next thing, searching for the next challenge, looking for the next pig to conquer. Over the years, I've really struggled to stop and look back at where I've got to and what I've achieved. It's one of the things I remind people I mentor all the time. You have to take that time to look back, but it's really one of the things I struggle to do daily. The other thing that ambition brings, which is also difficult to describe to others who either don't have the same ambition or whose ambition manifests differently, is the fact that you can never really switch off. This is the reason I still answer emails and make calls when I'm on leave. It's the reason my head isn't truly in other non-work tasks that I'm doing. I find it very difficult to be fully present, as the current phrases go, when it's not a work thing. My brain just doesn't switch off. I'm forever thinking about what I need to do, what I haven't done, and where I want to get to. This has been a really bad side for me in my personal life over the years. In my younger years, I wasn't even aware of it and frankly didn't see any issues. But now at least I can recognise the issues, even if I don't or can't do that much about it at times. I'm working on these actively with my coach, but part of this is that without the ambition and the drive it gives me, I wouldn't have had the success I've had to date. That willingness to go beyond the standard, the drive to make those extra calls, or the push to make sure that all the actions are done. Over the years, I've also struggled in a business setting in dealing with this situation, dealing with those people who perhaps don't have the same ambition or want to give the same levels of focus, or aren't on the same path. Whilst I understand that not everyone is ambitious for work, some have outside drivers, 
and others just don't have an ambition at all. I've really had a tough time dealing with that sort of situation over the years. I wasn't able to work out why others weren't as willing to go the extra hard, why others didn't spend time working on their skills outside work, and why some were unreachable after hours or even at weekend. <laughs> God forbid. Now, I simply wouldn't change my ambition for anything. Without that ambition, I wouldn't be the person I am today, and I definitely wouldn't have had the career I've had. Ambition is a massive strength in mine in a business perspective. It's the reason I am willing to go further than my competition, the reason I'm prepared to make that one more call, deal with that one more email. The drive that gets me through those tough days we've all had in any role. The skill that allows me to focus on the delivery of a project, even against the most difficult of circumstances. In short, it's probably the most crucial reason I've had the success I've had over the years. I put this out there for those of you who are listening to this as something you will hopefully relate to, as I related to the comments made by Stephen Bartlett. You'll perhaps see some of your own challenges in the words and comments I've made. I also put it out there to show that even the biggest strength can be a weakness. And likewise, any weakness can become a strength. The secret is to recognise them, to understand the reasons and the benefits, and then to try and work as hard as you can to mitigate the downsides. I have a number of ways I can now turn to that so that I can deal with the frustrations and issues that my strength brings to me and that allows me to get a better focus on the work I'm trying to do. If you can master this, and I'm still a long way from the mastery, then you'll be well on your way to achieving all the things you want to in life. Anyway, I hope this week's topics have been useful and interesting and that they've given you some of the ideas and thoughts to take away. As always, if you like this podcast, then tell your friends. And if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, that would be amazing. If you want to hit me up on social media, I'm at Million Pound Villa in all the usual spots. And my website is adrian-mansfield.com. And if you're looking to source a good mentor or coach, then feel free to reach out to me via the website. And I'll set up a call to discuss with you what you may need and see if I can signpost you to someone who may be able to help. We'll have our next interview out next Tuesday. The interview is with Dave Lewis, one of the very good coaches I've just mentioned. So until then, enjoy the week and enjoy the journey.